0: Armageddon, time travel, alternate versions of reality, alternate timelines, realistic superheroes, like what the ramifications of that might be.
1: So I was working from home today and the bride came up to me and she says, you got like two, three minutes? I was like sure it's like what you got in mind <laughs> are, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are we doing it twice are we doing it twice
0: 43 ordinary women woke up not pregnant and by the end of that day they had given birth to fully developed babies that's not the kind of attitude that always makes good movies that 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 gets you episode one that gets yeah. you face a minute <laughs> yeah. when you walk into the set and you know i can make anything i want to make and nobody's going to tell me anything you get jar jar oh, binks yeah. nobody wants that Are live and welcome to long walk short drink episode 66 i am your co-host palmer podcasting to you from dayton ohio
1: and this is dave your other co-host talking to you from northfield minnesota
0: oh sorry buddy jesus i'm dry as a bone oh <laughs> man no. No, yeah <laughs> oh you don't want a dry bone that's terrible No (laughs) chafing. Nobody wants chafing. Uh man, we're already starting out with the dick jokes. (laughs) Yep. We are a class act. Class act. Um shit. So uh where was I going? I don't even know. I don't know
1: anywhere in particular, but so we just you know this afternoon touched base, made sure everything was good to go and you told me you'd been sick for for a little while with the flu yeah. which sounds awful
0: yeah so i had a theory so we went to um ash and i took a trip up to northeast ohio for oh. uh today is actually suds's birthday
1: yes right? i saw that on one of my many calendars that's and, exciting uh,
0: so saturday we went up there for a surprise party for her Nice. Uh, So, and she wasn't expecting it. And so we just uh, hung out and kind of drank and just goofed off and got to have a good time. And so my theory was, so then we came back Sunday morning and we stopped and got, you know, because Corned beef was on sale. Brisket was on sale for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I've been wanting to get one to make uh, pastrami with, like to smoke one to make pastrami. And we were going to make corned beef and cabbage for St. Patrick's Day. So we got some of those because they were on sale. Come home, throw it in the oven, do some chores around the house on Sunday, eat corned beef before we go, you know, for dinner. Go to bed. I wake up at like two thirty in the morning and instantly sit up in bed. And I'm like, You're gonna throw up. Oh. And it's like, you know that feeling where it's like you're you're instantly no, you're like, I you're gonna throw up. You can fight it for an hour if you want to, or you could just go throw up now. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna happen one way or another. So I go in and I'm like, okay, well, let's just you know, let's just pee. Let's see if, you know, if, if you can just, maybe you don't have to actually throw up. So I'm peeing and I get the like where my stomach flips and my, I instantly start like salivating, you know, like the throw up spit, you know, where like your mouth just starts watering like crazy. Like you're about to throw up and it's like, okay, don't throw up. So I go, I like, go to put my head down to breathe and um my cologne that i have in my travel bag that i don't really like that's why it's in there <laughs> uh was on because i had been travel. we traveled to suds's house yeah. that cologne hit me and i'm like oh nope you're throwing up and i me and i threw up my toenails i threw up so much
1: oh no <laughs> i hate throwing up yeah like- so much that i don't i won't do it for many years at a time
0: yeah uh, i, I mean, can not i, couldn't I tell you the la- over it but <laughs> i couldn't tell you the last time that i threw up and it's like you know i, I i'm okay with being controversial on this topic but it's like anti-vaxxers are like oh see you got the flu vaccine and it didn't even and you still got the flu and it's like I've I've got the flu vaccine for the last like five years. This is the first time I've got it in all that time. And I made it through the last two. It's cycled like two times through our area. and I didn't get it those two times. It just it's at the tail end and this, it must have mutated early. So, mm-hmm. um, Ugh. yeah, it was terrible. Since I haven't thrown up, that was the only time I threw up. But I've just been like achy and really like lethargic and just not feeling up to snuff. I went to work like Monday morning and they were like, you don't look very good. I'm like, yeah, I was like sick. I think I got. So my theory was either, you know, a kid typhoid married the parent, which typhoid married (laughs) us. Yeah. At that party, or I got it from somewhere else. And then, unfortunately, I could have typhoid married all those people and their kids, ultimately. oh, uh. So one way or another, something might have got, you know, if there was a, uh incubation period, right? Like mm. if I was exposed early before Saturday, and it just hit me on Sunday. I don't know. Anyways, I threw up once have felt kind of crummy since then that I left work early on Monday and to have no, I, I didn't work Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I still like, yeah, I, you know, I still did stuff, but I'm, man, I don't know. It just feels, it definitely is like, I feel off. So mm, that sucks. Yeah. What can it, you do? No, I guess not too much. <laughs> We're old men now. That's that's what we talk we talk <laughs> yeah. about like our ailments. <laughs> I mean, how how's your how's your kidney stones doing? Let's let's it just hurts. go the yeah. dick hurts. <laughs> yeah, your dick hurts.
1: It sucks. Um I can't take ibuprofen or anything of that sort for the next 2 weeks before the procedure cuz it thins your blood. Yeah. And um, it turns out that the bride has, has something, some sort of kind of 12 hour extra strength ibuprofen or something that she had extra of that I had been taking that really was helping with kind of pain better than other stuff. So, um, I actually took that one, one, maybe even two days longer than I remembered like, Oh, I got to stop this. <laughs> so, but what a, what a, yeah, I don't know. I'm just do doing what I can to keep distracted and remind myself how, um, common it all is and we'll be all right. And Bride will give the doctor's hell about things. <laughs> That's when I get there. Yeah. Now, you know, the, I don't know if I told you the post post or the thing where they take the stent out. That's yeah. the thing I'm much more scared about. <sighs> like when I talked to whoever the scheduler was, they said that sometimes like poten- like you could potentially go back to the hospital for that to be put out for that. um, That just talked with the doctor about it, but. So, I don't know. We'll do that. But that's what I'm guessing like that the bride will be very good about asking questions and Yeah. I, I think I mentioned like the urologist I have is not I think the, he probably I don't know. Maybe it's they say they overestimate how much things will hurt or be unpleasant so as to m- maybe it's a lot less when it you know you expect more than it is and so you're relieved or something. But I've seen him a couple times for very stuff and he's always just like whoosh. Ah. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like oh, I had felt the pain in my back, and I was so terrified those kidney stones. Or the last time I saw him a couple of years ago was when I was having um, the other like problem. I think I was seeing him for prostatitis and stuff, and he was yeah. Anyway, he doesn't. His bedside manner is not great. <laughs> so okay. Anyway, that that's pretty much like that. I'm just trying to get through the you know. When I talk to you, I guess next in this capacity, it will be like two days after the procedure, and so I'll have the stent, and then they describe that as being uncomfortable, but not necessarily more uncomfortable than the kidney stones yeah. themselves, and so.
0: Oh man! So you'll you'll be two days off the surgery. Yeah. The so next. Yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, let me just look at my calendar here. So, so you're f- talking the third of April. Third. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah,
1: so, I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I, oh, I man, it a lot your it surgery okay. is on April 1st. He couldn't have waited like a day before or after. Like,
1: <laughs> oh,
0: what a was, terrible day for yeah. surgery. Because you, know, you know there's going to be bad jokes. Yeah. And it's like, I, the last thing I want is humor injected into this situation. <laughs> like, just yeah. fuck my dick up. Take yeah. the rocks <laughs> out of my kidneys so I can piss. <laughs> Without wanting to cry. And like I don't want dad jokes in there. You, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You know it's going to happen. Oh, I know. It has crossed my
1: mind. <laughs> and actually, the, the bride the last few years has got me great on April Fool's jokes. She loves that. Oh, she man. She likes to act. <laughs> and she'll oh, get me on some nonsense.
0: I Yeah. <laughs> man, I could think of a few... That I would I'm like. <laughs> if I were there, I would like. I would not mind. oh um, well,
1: hit me with them. I'll get them out of the way. <laughs> or, or, or see. I'll let you know if they come up.
0: <laughs> no, I should hit oh, her. Save them. <laughs> I, should, I should hit the bride with them. Is what I should do. Oh, yeah. should.
1: <laughs> uh, that's probably fine. Yeah, yeah. We can all have fun with it somehow or other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. It's been mostly okay. If it's been hard to. I, I realize I hadn't really done a lot of like my own. I'll just kind of go to bed at night as opposed to like work on stuff, which makes me feel sort of better. And, uh, you, I mean, usually it makes me feel better, uh, in life to just be working on my projects. But, like, I'm uncomfortable at night. And I know that if I take like my Tylenol PM, that I'll hopefully go to sleep, you know, and yeah. uh, discomfort will be over and sort of over the next day. So, so, yeah, i have just been a little antsy around those kinds of things. But, um, I mean, on a lighter note, a fun, or more fun note, um, the bride and I just got back from a, a few-day trip to New York City, which uh, we went out there to see some theater. <laughs> nice. Uh, though we're not so fancy as the theater that the tickets <clears throat> that sort of – um brought about the the trip all together that we sort of padded out some other shows was she was able to get tickets almost a full year ago to the Harry Potter play on Broadway. Oh wow. H- Harry Potter and the Cursed Child.
0: Oh yeah, 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 which is supposed to be like the 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 follow-up, right? Like Harry Potter's yeah. kids, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, it's a, like it's a sequel to the, you know, all the books and it's written by J.K. Rowling and Yeah. um uh yeah, continues the story and uh the Bride is a huge Harry Potter fan. I mean, I'm a Harry Potter fan by proxy. I mean, I like it, the movies a lot, and I've heard some of the books. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan, but I'm not a fan like she's a fan. Yeah. And a lot of people are, are really huge fans. Um, but it was magnificent. Like, it was so good. Uh, we did not have, like, great seats. The Bride is generally a, um, like, a seat, concert and theater ninja (laughs) I feel like she's really good about that and very conscious of it sort of feels like if you're gonna if you're gonna go you might as well be in the best possible place and uh, this is one of those things where it's really it's like a complicated lottery system to even get in the queue to possibly get tickets and so you can't really work that system (laughs) very very skillfully you just have to kind of take what you can get and we uh, yeah we had these tickets and and it's it's actually two plays part one and part two and both are like full length have they have an intermission and everything um and one of the main things around it is there's like a hashtag for it and it's kind of important They they keep the secrets you know So like don't don't tell people what happens <laughs> and it was released as like a book of the play like yeah a couple of years ago whenever it first happened because it first started in uh or first opened in in europe and london i think and Uh, The bride purposely didn't read that And kept mismanaged to keep the whole thing a secret From, you know, herself and stuff And so, um, yeah So that precipitated uh, a trip Out there, and then she thought Well, let's try to get some other Tickets uh, to some stuff So, right now um, Network um, A play based on the movie, you know That's famous for like that I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore I've never seen that I'm aware of that kind of cultural t- touchstone and but i had never seen the movie anyway the the play currently stars brian cranston of breaking bad fame oh wow um tony Goldwyn from all kinds of stuff i think of him from ted as and ted in ted and cuffs <laughs> <laughs> i think that's not most people's go-to <laughs> <sighs> uh, and then uh, tatiana Maslany from orphan black is is the other uh, of the three main leads and so she got tickets to that for the the day before Saturday. And so that was uh, exciting, but she was you know, kind of prepping me. He's like, these are really not great seats, but at least we'll be in the room. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh yeah, I mean, great. <laughs> and so we get out there and um, uh, I think I went to the bathroom, of course. And uh, I came up to, to find her and I was looking around and see her. And she's like down by the front and she had, me and say that we got bad seats, but we were in the second row. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. It was it was I was so shocked and um, and that it was incredible. In fact, we went to three shows ultimately when we were out there. Three, well, four I guess if you count both Harry Potter's. But um, the I mean, it's not to say there's not a bad scene in the house, but there are smaller theaters, much smaller than yeah. the kind that are around here. In fact, I learned on this trip. I don't remember it exactly, but the whole idea of Broadway and off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway doesn't have anything to do with the location of Broadway so much as it does the size of the theaters, which I didn't know. Um, but so, yeah, these are relatively like small places, beautiful places, and... Um, yeah, just really like, kind of breathtaking all around and great experiences. But the network thing really took the cake. Um to see those actors so up up close doing this thing in this production that's staged on the like stage left there is a glassed in like control panel or like control room for for a, for the network show for like the network news rather and um and then you can see in the back kind of there's almost like a dressing room area and then off on the r- stage right there's actually an almost working restaurant like people are getting served uh, dinner like you, there are people whose tickets involved eating dinner on stage before the show and having dinner and drinks throughout wow <laughs> or That's sorry crazy. Or dessert yeah <laughs> and there's like once there's there's one scene that actually takes place where the two characters Cranston and Tony Goldman go over by the bar and talk and there are cameras then there's like a um like a movie type screen in in the middle of the stage taking up a lot of the stage that's m- very often filled with uh an a live on stage camera or sometimes there's multiple cameras because it's the television newsroom environment and um all of that is used to just incredible dramatic uh effect it's so very cool the way it's all kind of put together and move seamlessly between news broadcasts and scenes that use that are taking place off in that side room that you can't see perfectly, but maybe are showed up on the screen. And I think probably the, the most flashy part is when it gets to the place in the show where the, I don't remember the character name where Brian Cranston though, he's just like, he has this huge breakdown, the results in him saying like, you know, go to your windows and shout. I'm not, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I mean, to see him alone would have been amazing. Like he was, he was incredible, but they also had the camera person kind of down in front of him. So you're up close and personal with him as well. But then there's behind him the, 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 um, a projection of like the live feed of the video, but it's also pointed At a screen so there's like visual feedback so it goes on into infinity infinity, yeah yeah and so that's just an easy to explain example of one of the many ways in which it's really incredibly realized because that
0: that shot in the film is like that it's very it's down underneath him while he's doing it and so he looks towering but the infinity thing is totally new that it doesn't do that
1: yeah so it was really really cool um everyone in it was amazing and it was incredible to see those kind of hollywood actors up close doing that thing and there was one scene that actually took place on a street so you're seeing it on the on the on the you know on the projection screen on stage um but it was actually just outside of the theater and so oh that's so
0: awesome it's great very immersive Exactly wow. and to this
1: to the point where there's a, one part um Cranston comes down off the stage like in character and sits amongst the audience and he actually sits um like he wasn't sitting by the bride but she could have reached out her arm and touched him like wow. she was one person away and he's talking to all of us and then he had to kind of scoot by me to get back up on stage and stuff and it was like wow <laughs> uh. you know Mr. White Walter White wow uh, incredible there's one uh, there's like a, an explicit sort of sex scene off to the side of the stage with Tatiana Maslany which <laughs> was cool <laughs> oh <laughs> wait, hang on I gotta, I gotta I gotta
0: look her up
1: <laughs> oh she's 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 incredible like that I still maintain that someday you should watch that Orphan Black show I think you I think you and Nash would like it um it's um, Tatiana Maslany, right there. She is. Yeah, she plays a bunch of all the all the clones on that show, and each of them are incredibly distinct and amazing. Um, but yeah, she's got a. Oh, I know. She's her. striking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. It was great to see her up close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, and so then we're we're outside of that show. Um, we're leaving, just being like you know trying to catch our breath of just how incredible it all was. Oh, I'm sorry. So one last thing about while we're still in there is, um, so this was Saturday, Saturday night. Um, and, uh, I don't know if it was cause of the, the, that was the day of the St. Patrick's day parade in the city, in New York city. And so we had a tough time getting to our hotel and stuff, but and certain roads were closed. And I don't know if extra people are around for that reason or for what, but there were actors in the, in, so, tim blake nelson you'd probably need to look him up i'm guessing uh, that uh, name really too. sounds familiar But when you see him you'll be like that guy <laughs> just hit the mic um he's in all kinds of stuff a lot of coen brothers movies but um a lot of, he's a character actor often like seems yep he's like often like coming. Kind of yeah no I, I know him he um he's the yep i know him so i saw we i saw him once in ohio in the last couple of years because i guess his son is going to oberlin and he was in the airport I didn't like go up to him or anything. It was the same day actually that uh, the bride saw Ed Helms from the office in the hangover at a different part of the airport in Ohio. Um, But anyway, he was in the audience kind of a couple rows back and I saw him again at the end, like coming up from the bathroom. So I'm joking. I joke that he's stalking me, (laughs) but uh, obviously not the case. Um, Not to, compared i guess but i was gonna say more exciting um the bride spotted vince gilligan a, a few rows back the creator of breaking bad
0: oh um, nice and
1: better call saul and we're big fans of, of those shows and uh and he he's a very ordinary looking guy like he doesn't look like an actor or movie star he's a writer and director and so yeah um and he is sort of well he's well known enough for those things but it didn't seem like I guess nobody was really bugging anybody in the theater um but when we were leaving oh and then uh, aaron sorkin turned up at the end we saw him down front which awesome. i don't know that i would have recognized but we had been talking about him because i thought maybe he had written this version of network but he had he's actually right written in uh or adapted i guess you could say uh to kill a mockingbird down the st- street with jeff daniels um that I heard him talking about. Anyway, so he was there. So it was kind of a star-studded audience. But we're leaving the theater kind of on a high from that. And the the bride says, says um, just uh, keep walking forward and follow my lead. And so we are. And then we come up on um, Vince Gilligan. And I can't remember uh, what she said, but she started to engage him. And we spoke to him for, I mean, I don't know, less than two minutes. But um, we talked to him basically until someone else kind of came up a younger person than us who was very nervous and just was like we kept repeating like i've been a been a fan since 2008 <laughs> been a fan <laughs> since 2008 oh, like trying to interject adorable. himself yeah yeah um but it was really nice like he he was i mean he was he was he was very nice to us but he also was in no way trying to get rid of us which was cool like he was asking us questions <laughs> about that's the, awesome do we like the show and whatnot and uh so that was pretty exciting, and that was like our first, you know, few hours in the city. <laughs> so, um, then the next day was Harry Potter, which I won't say anything about the that show, other than to say it feels very much like uh, uh, in the spirit and a continuation of those. The, the books and, and movies like um, did
0: they do a good job with this with the magic stuff like on stage yes.
1: that was the other thing I was gonna say the ma- it was very like magic kind of heavy with super and there was there was one thing that we did look up later like how in the fuck did they do that yeah <laughs> like not and this wasn't a sleight of hand thing as some of some of it is just like creative you know, magic, uh, or tricks with people rather. This was with the entire stage. Um, basically the entire stage seemed to reverberate like the water in the glass in Jurassic park when the dinosaurs are, Oh man, um, that's awesome. But it was very cool. Uh, very, very cool. The effects and um, the casting was pretty, was pretty great. The most of the characters felt a great deal, like who they were playing grown up or like Ron Weasley, he actually kind of looked and seemed like his dad in the films oh uh, nice the, the one thing that's kind of different is they did cast a, an African American actress as Hermione which I guess if you read the the description in the book and stuff uh, works like it could easily have been that in the films um based on her description but and that and that woman was excellent but it, it was just the one bit of casting that I just everybody else looked and seemed so much like their characters it would have been nice to have an Emma Watson type but I get it you know and yeah. that's fine and it doesn't take you long to move past that but um mm-hmm. yeah that that show is really fantastic and uh, I I have to imagine it'll be I don't think that's going anywhere I think that'll be like a cats or something where that's just like there for unless they make a conscious choice to take it off because
0: it's a hot ticket we'd have to read the book i think but i think i don't think it's an actual novelization i think it's just the script
1: yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's true yeah Yeah. so yeah um so yeah that i mean if you somehow so you saw network and you saw
0: the two harry potters what was the other
1: that you saw we saw a waitress, which... Do you remember that movie? It starred Carrie Russell and, um...
0: Is that where she makes pies?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. She makes, like, she a bunch re- of different kinds of pies?
1: Yeah, she sort of makes a pie based on how she's
0: feeling. Feeling and, for the day and, like... Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a very charming little movie. Um, I saw it when it came out, and I think we picked it up, like, previously viewed, so we have it on DVD. And I've got a crush on her anyway, but... I don't know how to say it, but that it's just a very charming movie. She's uh, the one from
0: The Americans. Is that what shows she's yeah, in she's now? In the yeah, Americans, yeah,
1: yeah, Um So that's um, and so this is a musical version of of that well movie, I guess.
2: Oh my um, night!
1: That's my nightmare, man. I know, I know. I we were not exactly thinking like this is gonna be amazing, um, but we really enjoyed like these first two days of going to the theater and didn't have necessarily something to do like that specifically on monday and hadn't i mean we were doing stuff like walking to central park i mean our days were very full but we just didn't have like a thing that we wanted to do and we knew that if we went to some show any show we would we would not regret it so, and, yeah and um well it had my favorite new kid on the block in it <laughs> That was the selling point for me call me donnie Joey actually. Joey Joey. McIntyre. So we're walking past the who is the youngest of the new kids. (laughs) Is the youngest of the new kids. So we're walking like past these billboards constantly for it. And I just keep cracking up. I'd be like, look, we gotta go to that. (laughs) Um and I think when we were thinking about like let's take in a third show, there wasn't anything that was available that was like still playing and that we could see. Like, Carrie Russell is actually in a play with Adam Driver that I guess we could have seen, but it was a very serious, dramatic thing. and Yeah. I don't know. We just... Actually, I didn't know we could have I seen know. it. I made a, made a case for it. But <laughs> there was that... True West was playing, which I've always been curious about, that Sam Shepard play with Ethan Hawke and Paul Dano. That would have been neat. Um, but we went to this, thinking, like, ah, it should be fun, right? And uh, it was really fun. It was, like... It was. It felt exactly like the movie. Like um all of the movie was there, and it was translated super well. I mean, yeah, people break into song, but something about this story didn't make that too odd. There's a kind of a fairy tale like quality to it already. If
0: I just started singing the rest of my like part <laughs> of this podcast, and you didn't start singing it, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, the-
1: well it's weird because the other person doesn't sing along
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah and you act like i'm not singing like if oh like you're not <laughs> yeah i think i know what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i mean i'm not a I, I really don't care too much for movie musicals of that type but i can i'm okay i'm fine with it with uh theater like you I'm just, just kind of
0: understand busting chops like oh no but i i think Ed i totally color, get that com- Ed, just, i'm just trying to add color commentary that's all
1: <laughs> no, otherwise then it's like
0: just you going through like the slideshow of your vacation I know. with the bride yeah. <laughs> so right. no i have no visual aids um, yeah with, with no slides it's, it's literally the audiobook version yeah. <laughs> of the slideshow of yes. your vacation with the bride
1: Yes, it's the audio book. Get it on Audible Trials <laughs> slash LWSD. Which, funnily enough, I did record an audiobook since I last talked to you, which is <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> anyway, we'll put a pin in that. Waitress was super fun. Um, there was, it turned out to be the person playing the waitress's first night. And so we actually... I don't know if it was because of that or what. And Mondays are a typical night, I guess, off of theater. So there were people who are in other plays... On Broadway, there in the audience, somebody that people were really excited to take pictures with and stuff. But neither the bride or I knew who it was. She looked it up later, and he's in a he's in something, and he's a YouTuber or Instagram person or something like that. But um, yeah, there, so there was this one number where you know she's singing out and all this stuff, and um, really performing her ass off, and people just start like jumped up and spontaneously like. Standing ovation Like in the middle of the play It was a I guess that's where the term Showstopper comes from Because people Everybody stood up And we all clapped And she waited for us all To calm down And then went on with the show <laughs> So that was pretty neat She also forgot a prop At one point So we got to see him Fuck up <laughs> She had to like Come back uh, You know Leave the stage Go get the cake She forgot And come back Bye Sorry Um, But yeah Both Both That's a slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Holy, I had these moments. But, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Class. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Classic. It takes forever to fire up. <laughs> yeah, and then it takes a long like. Well, it's not. Whoop. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's just like 26 minutes of just person just like <laughs> clicking a slot projector. Really? Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, uh, so we couldn't have underscore because <laughs> it kind of takes over. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't think we either of us thought we'd love that, but we we did. That's we awesome bronx zoo the next day which she is not obsessed with but she watches a tv program that's a documentary of behind the scenes of the bronx zoo so okay it was especially she loves zoos anyways but she was especially pleased to be at that one and saw like a guy walk by that you know she knew from the show and talk talked to you for a second but she had never been to new york city at all so uh there was like this she didn't know if she would like it and didn't th- think she would. And like by, by the first middle of the first day, she's like, I was made to live here because everybody walks fast and and you can't like give them sh- or like gives people shit. And so she was like, This <laughs> is my town.
0: It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah.
1: So it was it was really, really nice. And then we we're just trying to this is our first day back, trying to kinda of catch up for work and just be Sad that we're not still there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I'm ready to go back to work just to get the hell out of the house. So.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I I say that, but I still did stuff the last year. We went to the, that concert last night.
1: Yeah, I read that quickly. I remember Weezer, but who was the other Pixies? Pixies. Oh, the Pixies, nice. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, who uh, I you know I knew more of their songs than I realized I knew. That I should lead with that. And really the, you know, I love the song that's at the end of Fight Club. Yeah. Um Where's my mind? Did, yeah. Where's my mind? And uh <clears throat> they were, so Ash and I had tried to listen to their greatest hits, um Wave of Mutilation. And they're really punky and a little heavy. And they're all, all a lot of their albums sound like. It's just an empty room with one microphone, mm-hmm. and they just kind of play in that room. Um, they sound very distant from the, um, from the microphone, and uh, it's a very unique sound. And so we just couldn't get into it in the car. But I have to admit, they were just absolutely – they floored me live. They were fantastic.
1: Oh, cool. Cool. I don't. I'm not. I'm more familiar with them as a thing, not with yeah. like, their catalog. Like I know that song I mentioned. I know Wave of Mutilation because of popped the volume. Yeah, <laughs> but, um,
0: uh, not a lot. Not too much else. Um. So, but they were they were great. Great set. uh the the there was a band that opened for them called Basement, who I've heard of before. Um. But they, I could not even tell you anything about their set. I feel bad. And then, uh, and then Weezer came out, and it's so weird. Uh, this is the second time I saw Weezer. I saw Weezer, I saw Jimmy Eat World, Tenacious D, and Weezer way back whenever that tour was, uh, ages ago. And this one was like, it's like they're at just at the cusp of – Ash and I were really looking forward to them playing – we listened to their new – they have two new albums they came out with. They came out with the Teal album, which is a, all covers, and then them covering other songs like they did uh, Creep by yeah. TLC, and they did uh, – Or no, I'm sorry, Scrub, not Creep. Uh, uh, <laughs> Scrub. That's a is, that, is that TLC? Yeah. Uh, I think so. You, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Um, and they they did like uh, a Black Sabbath song. They just did a bunch of these awesome covers. And then they came out with an album called The Black Album, uh, which they had. Uh, they have a song called Don't Knock the Hustle, which is really good. But then we listened to the whole Black Album, and it's fantastic. So we were really hoping that they were going to focus on their newer music. Um, they had a song came out a couple of years ago called Feels Like Summer that we really liked a lot and it really like kind of became Ash and I's song of the summer and they didn't play that they only played one song off the black album they played a couple songs off of uh the teal album but then the rest of it was just like like they're they that they're at the cusp of becoming that band that's just touring to their fan base who wants to see this like set of songs and that's what they want to see live. It just felt like a lot of, um, service. Yeah, that the, the hits. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. And they totally fucking rocked them. It was awesome. They just didn't play a lot of the new stuff. Um, so it was an awesome show. We got like four hours of music. Like the show started at seven and we didn't get out of there until after 11. Um, um, and it was, I mean, it was awesome. It just, uh, we would have liked to see more music, more of the newer music from Weezer.
1: <laughs> that's, that's Usually that's not the, the sentiment. Like I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome to hear yeah. though. It's like somebody, I, I thought about it, uh, just out of nowhere. Well, I guess I'm, I'm going to be talking to someone tomorrow about this sort of documentary in progress that I was made about my last album. And, um, I realized that in the shows that we did for that, I, I don't think, and I'm not someone who has hits that people are hoping to hear, you know, or right. at least not that I would think. And the one time when we ended up, so we were just playing the new stuff, like, I don't know. <laughs> and, so, and a couple of other ones to that fit, I guess, uh, or that, you know, put, put a certain beat in the show that we wanted. And then in Ohio, the stop, where people are where from and everything that I played one of my older songs and it got like one of those woo like as though and I, and I was like I, I I didn't really process it for a long time until like just the other day I thought it's like oh you know I bet we should have probably played songs that they could have known in Ohio because they if they showed up and you know yeah. like 10 years on they might have wanted to hear something familiar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, like when you make something new you you know you want to play that so I think it's awesome that that's what you guys wanted to hear. That yeah, sucks that you didn't get to hear it, and a bit surprising because usually bands do that at least to some extent. Like, they- well,
0: um, so this was this was another really new experience that I was trying to articulate with Ash on the way home. Was I was looking around, and so uh, of course, venue volunteers aside, um, we were kind of the we were in the age group of the oldest people that were there. Mm-hmm. Like there was not a, an older demographic than us there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like um, there weren't any 60 or 70 year old Weezer fans walking around. <laughs> no, I guess not. So like when we went to Tom Petty, so we saw Tom Petty, his last tour right before he passed yeah. away. Right. Yeah. The last and, time. uh, there were there were seventy year olds there. There were seventy five year olds there who were rocking out to Joe Walsh and Tom Petty. You know, mm-hmm. um, we felt kind of like a, a, in the middle to younger age demographic of that audience, especially because that was a, one of those pricey shows, right? Like where they know that their fan base makes a little bit more money now and probably can afford to come see them, so yeah, they can charge that ticket price so um any anyways i digress i was looking around the show and uh, audience members were really yeah we were in the oldest demographic that's the easiest way to say it. there was this group of college kids it was infuriating they showed <laughs> up in the last 30 minutes of the show just because they wanted to hear weezer's cover of africa that's like <laughs> and like we we were in good seats Like we were dead center We were second level dead center on the stage Like we, we were dead on the stage Ash like sits down and she's like These are our seats And I'm like yeah She's like they must have cost a fortune I'm like actually they weren't that bad And we had really good seats And these kids showed up at, But they weren't the cheapest seats Like that I should be fair about that too yeah. And these kids showed up in the last 30 minutes they in Weezer plays Africa and then they leave. Oh and my even God. Finishes, I'm just like they paid the same yeah, because they're in that section. They were a row ahead oh. of us. They were like oh, it was so that was kind of infuriating. Um but then it just as infuriating a guy our age, he comes down, he like props to him. I'm pretty sure he like just came by himself because there was one lone seat in this row and this (laughs) dude shows up fucking hammer drunk or stoned out of his mind or both. And like stumbles into this seat and promptly sits down and passes out and slept through the whole show. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Oh my God. Those are
1: both very odd. (laughs) I know. Right. Like just fucking (laughs) weird. Like just so weird. Especially to have both of those people like paid that money that was yeah. not, you know, insubstantial or whatever. Like their seats you get on purpose to hopefully be there and <laughs> Yeah, let me see if I can <laughs> <That's> so weird.
0: <laughs> let me see if I can t- I, I can give you a better idea of what the the seats cost. So then it just gives you a frame of reference at least. Now I mind you, they're not like, you know, You 2 in ireland's prices but i usually
1: don't know because the bride is the the ticket ninja yeah i I just encourage you know we don't have kids and all this and we really don't do very much and uh i'm just like yeah oh yeah i spent this i'm like i don't yeah go on that's that's good i support that (laughs) i'm happy about that so she doesn't usually tell me sometimes she'll tell me when it's amazing because because somehow the network thing like Dropped. There are a few empty seats in our row. Like, I think somebody declined to go or something and the tickets dropped. Anyway,
0: so the tickets were 100 for both far tickets, they were 150 bucks. So it was like 75 bucks oh, for ticket. the two of them. Oh, yeah. That's
1: yeah. not, that doesn't seem so bad.
0: I mean, they're not terrible, but it's still not like they weren't the like nosebleed seats, which were 30 right. bucks or whatever. So it was pretty cool. Uh, uh, River came out at one point. He like runs off the stage, so he's in this giant poofy. He's such a weird dude, right? <laughs> uh, he he's in this giant poofy, um, camouflage coat, winter coat. Okay. <laughs> and doesn't take it off the entire show. Now he's a tall, lanky dude, so he's wearing this big, puffy coat where he looks all, and he's like singing and doing all his shit. But then at one point he runs off the stage and they put him in this giant giant paper mache boat (laughs) on a (laughs) scaffold and then wheel him across the floor back to so we were right behind the sound booth, right? Like wheels them back in behind that sound booth, and then he proceeds to like do two songs. So at first he goes to play and the pickup on his guitar didn't work and he was pissed (laughs) and uh, asked for another guitar and they brought that up and he's like, this one doesn't work either. And then they finally, they were able to like get it to come up. Uh, But there was somebody (laughs) who was, there was a roadie who was frantically with the first guitar trying to reach up and push the power button and they could not get him (laughs) to hear him that he needed to push the power button for it. Was uh, it
1: awkward, like his, his being angry? Or no, it, I mean, it was fun? kind
0: of comical, angry, you know, like it felt like one of those where it was like it was all supposed to play off as being funny, but somebody was going to get like somebody was going to have to apologize for that afterwards. Yeah. You felt <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so
1: it reminds me of that thing from the Tenacious D home video where. The roadie keeps coming out And I don't remember what it is But something like that That And Jack Black's like You're gonna cheer for Jerry Every time he fucks up Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that is That's hilarious Like yeah. I, you could tell That was kind of part of something Yeah <laughs> Or at least like so, Much more good natured But um, I've, I've seen stuff like that Where it's not So I was wondering No and it was ones.
0: not In a shitty way at all um, And so But then he proceeded To perform two songs Like I mean we were like 50 feet from him Which was really cool Oh yeah. Um
1: in the paper mache boat.
0: <laughs> in the paper mache boat. And then they wheeled him back. Uh That's when weird. the band, like it was for the band break, you know? Mm-hmm. So he the band took a break while he went out and did that. And uh and then they went back it, they did this really cool thing with their set where it started out and it looked like Al's Diner from the um Buddy Holly video oh, right yeah yeah and then um as they progressed through their catalog they like it that ended up being pr- a, it was an image that was on a curtain and it didn't look like it it looked very three dimensional and very solid hmm. but then all of a sudden they just took it and like moved it down like a curtain and the next set was on there and it was later it was from one of their videos later on after that yeah. and then uh, so they did that three times but then while they're doing that, they have their flying W that, like, stays over top of them and is all lit up. And that started out, it was, like, made of sticks. And by the end, as it as they progressed through their career, the last one was very um, – uh, scientific it had a bunch of lights and like flamethrowers and all this stuff where it had like progressed with them throughout their catalog it was kind of neat it was neat symbolism for sure
1: cool yeah so i heard that that i like that sort of using the video language or like the video backdrops
0: kind of yeah yeah so uh it was it was nice but that's great they uh good show it was totally worth it but I'm a little parched. Do you got any? Be- do you have a beverage for tonight? Yeah,
1: I'm just drinking uh, ginger peach. I, I I had a lot of alcohol in New York, so oh, I was trying to. Okay. I mean, not bad. I was never hungover, but I was like, we basically finished every night because we went to shows every night. Yeah. After the show, we'd get some kind of like pizza, f- street food, or something like that, and uh, bring it back to the room and have like some some wine. <laughs> so just trying to break it. I'm gonna have what a beer. You,
0: no, that's okay. I'm gonna have a yeah. beer.
1: Yeah. Then. Here, I'll crack my other. Oh here, yeah. I'm sure I'll get to it. I already
0: opened mine. So <laughs> oh well, then fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Well, cheers well, then. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that was our little adventure recently. Um, while while we're talking about our wives, do you want to do a shit the bride says while oh, we're talking sure. about it?
1: Yes. Let me uh, let me bring that up. Um, the last one we read uh, on the show was from october of last year and uh she had a couple today which maybe i'll jump to but um this is i knew where to no i'll try to go in order just because then in the future we know but uh um listeners viewers whatever you can uh follow along in real time at shit the bride says as in shit d a bride says on twitter uh I tweet this stuff out as as my wife says them and um so this one is from October 20th, 2018. Um, I think I touched on this on the show, like this idea back around that time. And I say to her, I've heard people are who they're going to be by the age of four. And then she responds, so you're saying you were, you were insufferable since you were a child? And I was just a budding titty terrorist? <laughs> Titty terrorist is because she's always going after like weak points on a on my body, <laughs> so she'll like nipple twist and stuff like that if we're tussling. <laughs> um, this that. Let's see what else. Um <laughs> Okay, I got the others. So titty do a, terrorist. Titty terrorist. I I call her that a lot. I call her titty terrorist. So my one niece is an emotional terrorist and my wife is a titty terrorist. <laughs> so this one's from November seventeenth of, of last year. Uh, this is she's got a lot of rules about parking lots, like bizarre stuff that she'll own up to being just a kind of nutty in terms of like she does not like it if you have to like treat it like a maze like you need to go up and over you can't be cutting across just because no cars are there and she also really prefers that i park like in this one main lane for any store like if that's where the doors are you need to try to find a spot there it's just like kind of nonsense and so it's a constant like either we're joking about it or fighting about it every time and so and then uh and so, yeah, so if other people, though, don't follow that rule about if they cut across, like, the parking lot and don't go up or down the aisles like she feels they're supposed to, this is what she's talking about. She says, I glare at people and I just want someone to confront me so I can have a fight. <laughs> 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 and she and she does, too. Like, she, like, like shoots daggers at people or, like, you know, throws her arm out the window or something. <laughs> so, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, Okay. Also from November. um, uh, uh Yeah, why not? So uh, she loves Walking Dead, and and we watched that really religiously, but I think somehow we'd missed a week or something, and so we were a little bit behind, and she ended up seeing a Walking Dead spoiler on Facebook, and she's, like, cursing herself, and she goes... So she's doing that for a while and and finishes by saying, if two dummies had two babies and those two baby dummies had a baby, I am that baby. (laughs) Because she's like, I shouldn't have been looking at Facebook. Uh, And uh, okay. So last one, this is from December 14th of 2018. Um, I think we were talking about my beard and and like how I grow a beard to to define where my face stops and my (laughs) <laughs> neck begins, <laughs> and uh, and I'd lost weight and stuff like that. I think I was telling her all that, um, and I but I was grabbing beneath my chin. I was like, no matter what though, I still have this uh, double chin. And she just goes, "You're old, bro. Your face is falling down."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, cracks me up. <laughs> anyway, um, there you have it. Shit the bride Look Yeah, up on on the, tw- the Twitter. Well done. (laughs) She's she's a corker.
0: Titty tyrant.
1: A titty tyrant. Oh, that's even better than a terror terrorist. Oh yeah, tyrant. That's t-shirts. Sometimes I wish we were much more popular, just so we could have t-shirts like that, (laughs) with that little graphic of her with the sword across her mouth. Yeah. Says titty tyrant. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, so tell me uh, about your Palmer's Pleasure. I was just looking at the spreadsheet and, and the bride is actually, uh, oh. ter- we're watching this too because she heard about it and, and I think she likes it It's qu- yeah, quite a lot, actually.
0: It is, Um. so I just, we just finished the season. Of um, This got got recommended almost as soon as it was added by Netflix's algorithm. Uh, It's that show called Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy, which is... It reminds me of... There are a lot of very easy homages. I want to say they're homages and not just downright thefts. Of things that are recognizable from other works. Um, it reminds me a lot actually of the watchmen uh, mm, yeah, but it, it basically is this uh, group of the superhero group of superheroes uh, who are child child celebrities and raised by this tyrant of a man, essentially. Uh, he dies. He's their adopted father. He dies, and they all come back as this adult, these dysfunctional adults, and and amidst all of that, uh, uh through a set of really well explained circumstances, like they do such a really good job of explaining these very high level concepts um you find out that the world's going to end is about to end. And so that, that it's the rest of this season, the first season is them trying to prevent the end of the world. Um because at the end of the day as dysfunctional as they are, they all still love each other and they're all family. Some love each other a little more if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I do actually. Uh I don't know. You might have said, and I just
1: didn't hear that part. But they all have um, supernatural powers. Of different yeah, some kinds, kind of so superpower. The, it
0: started yeah. uh, like the. It starts out with this really great, mon- like oh, a voiceover, uh, almost like a pushing Daisy style voiceover, um, and, it, and it's very whimsical. That on this day in the mid '80s, forty-three ordinary women woke up. And were not pregnant, and by the end of that day, they had given birth to fully developed babies. And this guy is this very wealthy, um, uh, I don't know, just a super wealthy dude who decides he wants to collect as many of these children as he can, and so he is able to buy essentially seven of these babies. And that becomes the seven children that he raises, one of which uh, does not have, you know, is led, um, doesn't have any power. So she's not a part of the group of superheroes.
1: Yeah, so like so, some of them go out and they fight as kids. Like they'll, there's I don't know if they did it a lot, but I, I remember the bank at least. They went out and they foiled the yeah, bank robbery. Yeah, well, and then that's all they
0: they show. They do do some more flashbacks. You get to see them as as kids. How far are you? Because I don't want to spoil anything. I think
1: we're we either have just one. We finished one. We watched one even just the other night in, in the hotel room, and I think we thought it was the last one, and then oh, okay. Out to, Maybe there's one at least one more so
0: okay so you see like klaus i has to be one of the best care like you early on in the show it's very stylized yeah. so it's very easy to be like this just doesn't make any sense and it like why does that guy that's like super unrealistic proportions for that guy <laughs> and like right. Um, It just does. It's it's just super stylized. There's no other way to say it. And so it can be off putting, but if you just really tough it out and there's, and it's cast with essentially nobodies, I recognize the dad from stuff and Ellen page and her love interest, like the guy that like pursues her as an adult. I've seen all of those. Mm -hmm. Those are the three people that I recognize Everybody else is completely unrecognizable to me. Oh well, and um, oh, uh, who's the black uh, singer that's in it? She's one of the hitmen.
1: Oh, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, yeah Mary J. Blige. I about of that. course, yeah. like I recognize yeah, she's, her. She's not one of the the family. She's a, yeah, a, a part of a duo of yeah people, which hunting. is a
0: whole another subplot that yeah. again is like really it, it is really high concepts that they do a really great job of making sense of. Um, yeah. So I recognized her too. And so it starts out with the, where you, they just throw you into this world and they, the whole first episode is them just pretty much introducing all of the different personalities and, and, and all of them really fit I think intentionally very rigid stereotypes and archetypes. And so you instantly know who's not going to get along with each other. You instantly know where the conflict is going to come from. That's not what the show is about. It's about how, like, so all of those things feel because all of that is so familiar and easy To explain why it's happening that way they don't have to waste any time it just jumps right into this story where you're Mm -hmm. just going along and you're and you start to feel compelled like feel something for all of those characters um in some way and the one that just hit me the hardest is klaus the guy that can see dead people who is an addict and Mm -hmm. his like his arc is amazing and the i actually did very similar to what the bride did where she happened upon uh a uh, uh, spoiler oh i i, no. I was like part way through the season and i knew i was already in love with Klaus and then um, i happened it was on our recommended our show's recommended twitter feed like you should follow right and i clicked it and it was the picture from the vfw of klaus and with his like his person there Mm -hmm. and it just and all the tweet said was our hearts and it showed a picture of them and i'm just like I instantly spiraled with what that could mean. And I, it, oh man. And then it is so heartbreaking. Like it's so tragic and, oh yeah. Great fucking show. Fantastic. Like I started out that first episode. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I have (laughs) the patience (laughs) for this, like stylized. It is, Uh. it it feels so all of, are you start i'm i'm starting to notice a recurring theme in netflix shows they look like they're starting to get a look to them and i can't describe it but it's like i you see these and in and, and maybe it's because they make so many shows that are so similar like dark brooding sci-fi action futuristic Oh, yeah, whatever, Siri. Uh, Oh, I was like, that's a terrible thing to hear (laughs) spoken to you from your machine. (laughs) Uh, Like all of those. So a lot of those shows are similar, but they just have this look to them. And and I was like, I don't know if I have time for this. And then it just blew me. It just started sucking me in and it hit all of like Armageddon, time travel, alternate versions of reality. Alternate timelines, like superheroes and realistic superheroes, like what the ramifications of that might be. Mystery, because there's still plenty more answers that were left with and were actually or questions that were left with unanswered (coughs) than we get throughout the show. So I'm excited for the next season. Um, Yeah, really good. Just really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, awesome, ha- yeah. I hadn't done that in a while. I hadn't sat down and started a new show and just got wrapped up in it and binged. And I saw Ash said that there's a trailer for the new Stranger Things just came out recent, just <sighs> yes. dropped recently. I haven't watched that yet. Wow, the bride showed me that. Um, if you want, we can watch that together. That was
1: I. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. Right. <laughs> she actually came in like I was working from home today. Um, and we could watch the. I don't know if you want to watch the uh, other one too. You put it in the spreadsheet for Umbrella Academy.
0: Uh, I just put that if we wanted something to maybe tweet out along with this. Oh sure, yeah. Um, but I. Can't. But yeah, this
1: this trailer for Stranger Things is. I I was uh, lit up about it. I the, Brad just kind of. Everyone she does a lot. A lot of times, what she'll do is she'll ask me, if I want to watch a certain show with her. Or if she should watch it on her own, because uh, we watch a lot of shows together, but really only like in you know at certain times and stuff, and she likes to wind down with shows, and so it's rare, sort of rare, that she'll just say, "I want to try this one together," and so she did this umbrella academy and i think I'm, i've mentioned on the show a few times i'm really just like superheroed out like she wants to yeah. go see captain marvel and i'm gonna but yeah. i don't really want to <laughs> yeah um but i didn't want to go see black panther or thor or any of that stuff and i usually end up liking it quite a bit um and uh this one it was i i didn't i still think i have that idea when we go to watch one of these where i'm like ah all right i want to you know maybe not necessarily in the mood, but by the time it's like midway it does it sucks me in and yeah. uh and i definitely um i definitely like it as well um it's there's something just really compelling about it a, a lot of what you mentioned i guess you know the, i i think plotting, that's why um
0: i i i think i am at, i'm just at that point of saturation i'm right there with you with captain marvel where it's like i'm going to go see it because i hear it's awesome and i want to but at the same time I and that's the thing is like I'll go there reluctantly because it's like another superhero movie, but then it's they're really well done. Like they're doing a great mm-hmm. job with them, and yeah. so you still get entertained by them. And that's why I think this one works so well was because they put out those archetypes so fast and so early that because they know we're, they're in a saturate a market saturated with superhero stuff. So just like what smart decision was that where they're like, we don't have to waste four episodes doing this shit, like doing just Mm -hmm. like backstory. Like let's do one episode, introduce everything. And then we can jump right. We can do nine more episodes of just like the actual story we want to tell. And like, and it worked. Um, There was a really good article on Reddit of, uh, I'll see if I can find it to tweet out where they Talk about how the scene in the first episode when all the kids are in that like they're all back in the house and um, Luther is that is it Luther I think is yeah the Luther's guy?
1: the one that's sort of disproportionate yeah but, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of uh Mister Hyde from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh like that he's he is a an equal, an upside down equilateral triangle. Like his <laughs> shoulders are just super wide. That comes down to this, like really narrow hips and waist. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I just think. Um, but that scene where he puts the record on and they all are dancing in the different rooms of the mansion, and it shows oh, yeah. the one shot how they. The, the article argues that that covers all the character. De- like it's a new way of character development. Like it's this. Oh, I see. Like it, each one of those represents what would have been an episode for the, like developing each one of those characters in a traditional show and how they used, uh, like the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, yeah, they use popular
1: song, not not like super popular songs and, I don't recognizable think it was into... songs though. Yeah, I didn't recognize any. I don't think of the of note until they got to the one Radiohead song from OK Computer, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So these there, and then maybe after that there were some, but it yeah. it felt like that. Yeah, they they definitely weave like music montages in. I don't know every episode, but but kind of frequently and and to good effect. uh But they also they don't do like you said. It's not like a, this show is about this character. When you have ensembles, that hap- happens a lot. Yeah. Or they have, like, bottle episodes, I guess they call them about this character or that. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like... Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like they do that in this exactly. Like, th- I mean, they'll and spend a little are, bit of time developing... And there are one some thing, but.
0: flashbacks where... But each episode really is a day. So you find out that the, oh. you have eight days left until the end of the world. And so each episode starts with the morning after the night of the episode before that. So, Oh, okay. And then by the nighttime, and that was another very stylistic choice to make. And, but what a great way to frame each episode. Cause I remember very early on the first, like three or four episodes thinking like so much has happened in this episode. So like, I can't believe like we're still in just episode two and like so much has <laughs> happened, but they're literally trying to show you everything going on in those early days when you really don't know what's going on, you know? So they want, they're just bombarding you with everything. And then by the time they get to see, you know, episode five or so five or six, you know, all the major players and they can just show you then what they want you to see. And, um, which is good too. So, I have yeah. I have I have the trailer up. Let's show the tra- trailer for that, and then uh, we can jump to the Stranger Things trailer after that. All right. Let me um bring there. this up. Oh man, there's a Cobra Kai trailer too. Oh, I kind of knew that, but I have not seen
1: that. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Let me cue these all back up. Fuck it now. Fun. So we got another drink. There's a lot of goodness yeah, there. No shit. <laughs> All right. Peace, pleasure. Let's see here. We want to do peace, pleasure. Yeah, that one. Boom. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth.
1: None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? I have adopted six children, gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary.
2: I give you the Umbrella Academy.
1: Does anyone wish to speak? He was a monster.
2: Everything about our family is insane. It always has. Nice skirt? Oh yeah, this. It's very breathy on the bits. Nice to see nothing's changed. I jumped forward and got stuck in the future. Do you know what I found? Absolutely nothing. When's it supposed to happen? In eight days. Oh shit! The ground. There's someone out there who's trying to stop me from preventing the apocalypse. Groundside. We need the full force of the academy. Bingo. sisters? Yay, sisters. Get up. We're going. Where? Save the world. Oh, is that all?
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. And so... I guess I'll, I'll end on this too. Cause I forgot all about that. Ash and I have talked multiple times about it. How, um, how uh, that kid. So in the show, that kid plays a 58 year old man <laughs> trapped in a 12 year old's body. Mm-hmm. And Ash and I have had this conversation in a coworker of, of mine, and i have had this conversation i i don't see that kid as a kid like i he's such a great actor and holds his own so well with the adults when he's in scenes with them that i literally feel like he's a 58 year old man in a 12 year old's body like it's it does he does a great job
1: yeah yeah he's excellent We got some of our buddies. Yeah, (laughs) a
0: couple cast members. You guys are just in time because we're we're looking at some trailers. So I, all right, we have the co. We'll say we have a Cobra Kai trailer that just dropped as well that we're gonna watch. Uh, But let me find the um, Stranger Things season three trailer. I'm gonna watch that. That guy.
1: Yeah, the so I was working from home today, and the bride came up to me and she says, "You got like th- two, three minutes." I was like, "Sure." I was like, "What you got in mind?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. But I wish I had. Are we now. doing it twice? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Why are we doing it twice?
1: <laughs> and she wanted to watch this trailer, and so we did, and it was so fun. Uh, yeah, this is a great.
0: Oh, awesome. I'm so
1: excited for this season, though.
0: Yep. All right. Cool. Well, let's let's take a look here at this one.
1: At least someone's happy I'm home.
2: It's just a dream. You're dreaming.
0: kids anymore. I mean, what did you think? We're just going to sit in my basement all day? Play games for the rest of our lives? It is important to me that you feel safe. I want you to feel. this can still be your home. you friends with god damn i'm so glad they're keeping the steve and dustin storyline going that is that was one of my favorite parts of season two so oh shit and he had the uh, the susan summer or whoever hair hair spray shit no yeah
1: yeah i was thinking i mean i enjoyed it so much watching in the the general like f- f- flavor of it and seeing all the, the kids again and stuff. But I we were, I was thinking about it after that or later on, I was like, Oh, it's been this kid adventure thing, but now they're moving into another great genre of like eighties movies, which is like the, the teen kind of yeah. comedy. Yeah. And, um,
0: the mall, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, I don't know. I hadn't really been thinking about that show much, but when she wa- showed me that today, I was, i suddenly couldn't wait
0: (laughs) i guess the idea (laughs) that is that is just awesome um well you wouldn't you want to make it a trifecta and wrap up our trailer watching with this cobra kai one
1: yes sir yeah this will be new new to me as well yeah i usually don't necessarily make a point of of watching this stuff on my own i don't know why i guess i just like to be surprised um but, but but yeah the That that trailer for Stranger Things, magic. Oh man, so good! If I'm gonna see a Cobra Kai trailer, this is the perfect place. Yep, I'm ready. And this is a full proper one.
2: Inner peace, focus, balance. You can learn the secrets of Okinawan karate, true karate, by joining the Miyagi Do team.
0: Because at Miyagi Do, it's not about the money; it's about the karate.
2: Defeat does not exist in this dojo. You're in for a rude awakening. It's a cruel, cruel summer.
0: Cobra Kai is about being badass. badass! <laughs> Remember, it doesn't matter who anyone was before they stepped into
2: this dojo. All that matters is that we are all Miyagi-Do. Patricia. <laughs> I know how to beat Cobra Kai. I did it 30 years
0: ago. I can do it again. And cut.
2: All right, great. Just make sure the Cobra Kai snake comes in at the end, alright? I want it to really pop. <laughs>
0: oh man I'm, oh
1: and it says april so that's like oh that's right, around the, corner, that is right like, around the corner a couple of weeks
0: holy shit i
1: don't know what made me think of it um but I asked the bride, I was like, I knew, I knew it was coming up. And I was like, you want to watch the first uh, season with me to gear up? And she's like, yeah. Because she watched the first episode and she was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe the first two. Yeah. And She's like, you can watch this on your own. But, then, you know, obviously I told her it got better and better. So, Oh. Uh, yeah, that was a great song, too. <laughs>
0: Perfect. It looked per- like all three of those trailers just. Are like perfect. Yeah. God damn, I love trailers. <laughs>
1: yeah, they can be really magical. We hmm. are in a kind of a, a new era where they you know, it used to be sometimes you would even go. I mean, I can't claim to have done this, but I heard at uh, times I mean, they would purposely premiere trailers in front of certain movies and people would go to those movies to see the trailer, just like you described, like, you know, those kids coming to the concert only to see that one song. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, now with the the way they drop them online like this and they generate all that kind of excitement.
0: I I can pretty cool. I could not tell you what trailer it was. It was probably a Star Wars something maybe. I remember going and seeing something just for because some trailer was going to be attached to it. Oh, nice. You know. Yeah. Uh Yeah. No, I love a good trailer for sure. Um Yeah classic stuff i me and that stranger things one so much to unpack in that yeah i saw yeah. the conspiracy theorist guy looked like he was there was a shot of him i love hopper like that guy that plays hopper <laughs> just is so yeah. fantastic uh, david is that david harbour is that his name yeah that sounds right uh who is playing the new um Oh, why can't I think of his name? It's got the big arm, one big red arm. Hellboy. Oh, he's getting ready to come out. Oh, the, so dead. they re, they're rebooting Hellboy, and he is playing. Which I am a huge like Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman Hellboy. That that it, it's a travesty that he didn't get to make his third one because I I think that he would have been able to salvage he would have given the second one some redemption if he would have been able to make his trilogy like he wanted to do um but i'm excited to see now what they do with this cuz i love that his i love what he does with hopper his like salty doesn't give a fuck about anything doesn't look like he would be a womanizer like he's like chubby and like just smokes all the time <laughs> grumpy, and you know yeah. and grumpy and just like you know just smells like winston's and stale <laughs> beer but has literally slept with every woman in the town that the, uh, that they're in you know like
1: except joyce or so far <laughs> right
0: who's that when, that's uh that's my own writer's character no because they were they dated in high school he slept with oh, her in high- Oh shit! She, she was the cheerleader. That's what they were. That's what they were alluding oh. to. Like they were the power couple in high school. Like they should have oh, been together. Jesus. Okay. But they didn't I, end no. up together. Oh, maybe we'll rewatch that <laughs> one too before it yeah. comes out. No, he's I, he. I he's, oh. I think he's had everybody. I yeah, love
1: like
0: awesome. <laughs> I, I I um I, I re- love in the second one. There's like one scene with uh, Finn Wolfhard's mom, and she's like in a towel. She just got out of the shower and the Sam's older brother like knocks on the door because he's looking for her and mm-hmm. he like totally flirts with her because she's like steamy oh, yeah. and wet and yeah. she like flirts back like, gosh, man, is that <laughs> that is a hot scene. Well, uh, and that
1: dude uh, walking by the pool, it looks like they're going to capitalize a little bit more on his uh, looks this season. Oh, he looked yeah. like He stepped right out of Cobra Kai. <laughs> <And>
0: he does <laughs> look like he stepped right out of Cobra Kai. That's for sure. Shit. <laughs> Oh, man. I
1: wonder if they'll like soften that character a little bit. He feels like he could be
0: like uh you know, a uh, uh, Henry Bowers or. Yeah, uh, I uh, I did not and it, and because of that because he did it so well I did not like his character in the second no. season. He's like, horrible. <laughs> uh, but did man. you hear
1: this thing about? Um, I was just thinking about because the Netflix and I heard a news story on it, but only like a headline. But the, the 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 Disney is soon to come out with its own kind of competing service to Netflix, and that's why that they've been pulling like not renewing Marvel shows, basically. Uh, so not they like they're up for re,
0: no, they flat out canceled them. Like, yeah, like they the canceled. Like they released the third season. They or they wrapped Daredevil season three or whatever, and they basically with no. Ceremony or warning were just like, and you're canceled. It was like as soon as they wrapped the production of whatever season they were working on of all of those shows, they just canceled them. And it's because I I I think it's I think Netflix is just being pissy about it. Like from what I've read, Disney and Marvel were just as surprised about those shows getting canceled as anyone else. Um oh. I think that Marvel was happy with the relationship that they had with some of their properties with Netflix. I think Netflix was just being preemptive. Just It, it would have created a really strong bargaining chip on Disney's part if Daredevil would have continued to have been successful because then any time that that would have come up for negotiation, Disney could have gotten a big wet piece of that pie. You know, mm-hmm. like for for Netflix to keep those rights. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, strangely enough, uh, though, did an interview um, with was it Variety? It was somebody. He thinks that it's going to get that Punisher and Daredevil at least are going to get picked up by either FX or some other network. Oh. Uh to 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 continue that show on, those shows on because they had such a strong following they're i mean they're obviously marketable like they're you know what i mean uh people love that daredevil show and what i watched of it it was fucking fantastic like the,
1: Yeah, I saw the, I mean, the first season I really loved. I don't remember the second one as much, and I'm not sure if I saw the third. (laughs) But uh,
0: the first season in particular, I really, really loved. Um, Um, I didn't really follow that whole cycle because they were kind of doing the Avengers cycle, but they were doing it with the, what do they call uh, The um, the Defenders? The the Defenders, yeah. Yeah.
2: Which are like like a very small,
0: like street-level version of the Avengers yeah um i didn't watch jessica jones i didn't watch luke cage i didn't watch iron fist i didn't watch any of the punishers i really only focused on the dare the episodes of D- the first season and a half about of daredevil but i and i did like it i liked all the characters i thought they did a great job with it um i mean disney though it, this is a great topic to talk about because we talk so much about media we are on the, I, I, I think we are on the brink of a major change in the way media is consumed and made. I mean, now that they've secured the Fox merger. Yeah, that's the they context like, in which I heard it. They yeah. own, own like 75% of Hollywood now. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it, when you see, there's a diagram. Let me see if I can, I won't spend a lot of time looking for it, but there's basically, it's, it's a, It is a um, visual aid that just shows all of the companies that Disney owns. Um, Oh, that one's very overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, no, let's go back to the simpler one. Here. Oh, wow. So if we look at this like this is it, now that they've secured Fox so this is just their media companies that they own right um a minority share of Hulu, Disney of course, Touchstone, Lucasfilm, Disneyland, ABC, Disney, ESPN, Marvel, all the Disney of course, Pixar, Hyperion, 20th Century Fox, FX Fox Networks, 20th Century Fox Television, 20th Century Fox Pictures, Fox Searchlight Pictures. Um, there's got to be more. Hang on. This. So one. that's why
1: they're talking like FX Network because they own.
0: Yes. Yeah. They, they already have that relationship. Okay. I'm or trying to look into this. This is the one that I was t- I was talking about. That's a very. <laughs> it is a very overwhelming infographic but this one i think is the much better representation of what all they would own look at the 20th century fox stuff like and then there's timelines so here's i think that there is an end game to all of this and Star wars was the end game i know that sounds uh pretentious or you know as a Star wars fan but it's like By twenty twenty five, I think, is when the moratorium runs out, they could start then releasing their own versions of the original trilogy. And I think that we're I think that we're gonna get like a good digital version of the original trilogy that's not special edition. Like I think that's gonna be their like ace in the hole (laughs) to appease Star Wars fans. Um I, but I, that's just silly. Their reasoning is money, 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 and power, money and control. Like they can control things. Like, here's the other thing that's crazy that I heard. So this Disney streaming service is supposed to be. First off, it will include streaming from all of the properties that they own. So you think every Marvel movie, every yeah. 20th Century Fox movie, every like, like Fox Searchlight movie, every Disney movie, every Pixar movie. And then Eisner said that has gone on record to say that they are debating eliminating the vault because of the streaming service. So then any Uh, of their movies would be accessible at any time, even movies that would, quote, unquote, be in the vault. Like to mm -hmm. buy, you could still stream them with the service. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, that I, i'm sure
1: that's that'll be the
0: case <laughs> which i mean that's worth it. and it's supposed to be a cheaper subscription they're share they're shooting for a cheaper subscription price than netflix hmm. which netflix has raised their prices twice i think in the last five years and it's still to me is like cheap like it's so cheap it's like every time i think about getting rid of it it's like why it's so cheap you know mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: um, well, and if Disney doesn't have to, like, they're not going to have to license anything because their library right. is so enormous, like, they won't right. have to pay to create stuff. I mean, unless they get into original
0: content. In which, which they are, w- No, like they it. already are. They've already announced, oh. like, they're um, doing the Mandal- um John Favreau is doing a Mandalorian series, a Star Wars Mandalorian series that focuses on, like, in between. Episode four uh, or episode three and episode four that just focuses huh. on the Mandalorians and like the bounty hunters and stuff. Oh, um, I think there was another star Wars show that got announced that they're going to put on that, ser- that service. And then again, like I'm not even like, that's just thinking Disney and star Wars and Marvel, this whole 20 20- 21st century Fox stuff like that. That brings in all the other, uh, uh, like a good arm aside from Spider Man. Pretty much the remaining arm of the Marvel characters as well. Um, mm,
1: yeah, like yeah, X, X- Men,
0: yeah. Deadpool. Which that was the other thing that everybody was up in arms about this because they're like, oh well, there goes all your R rated stuff that they were just making headway on with Deadpool and oh. and stuff like that. Like, there's no way Disney's gonna make R rated Deadpool movies. And Eisner was like, why wouldn't we make R-rated Deadpool movies? They make money. Like, there's gonna be there's room mm-hmm. for R-rated stuff with us owning 20th Century Fox. Like that's not the case. Um,
1: yeah, they just might not put the Disney logo. So exactly. Don't see and it why
0: I didn't they own like 20th Century Fox? Just keep it 20th Century Fox. So uh yeah, it it is interesting.
1: Um uh, interesting to see how all this shakes out. I I get so annoyed with the 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 amount of different streaming services already. <laughs> it's, and it's like I feel like I, I can so rarely I usually get stuff, but it's like I have to look in three different places and I got to rent it ultimately. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) The one time recently when I was going to, I saw the Ghostbusters was on Netflix and we were going to talk about it. I'm like, great. And then the next week when I actually, Uh, a couple days
0: later, it was already pulled. It's not there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's frustrating. They are showing that there was actually a dip. There was a period in time that Um, piracy, online piracy was actually going down drastically Mm -hmm. and it was all attributed to the rise in streaming. But now because of this rise of private content for all the different streaming services, it's pushing people. Piracy is now back on the upswing because people don't want to subscribe to seven different. That's why they got rid of cable.
2: Right. And so yeah.
0: it's like but I want to watch that show that's on Hulu and I don't want a Hulu <laughs> subscription. You know, I want one show off of Hulu. Why like I Ash and I are going to probably end up getting the CBS streaming thing to get Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone oh, and get right, the new version yeah. of The Stand, you know? Like yeah. Which I mean right there those are two, those are two definite things that I know I would enjoy both of them probably, and she she would enjoy at least one of them. <laughs> that 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 seven or eight bucks a month is going to be we'll we'll pay it just to you know. Luckily, you can still cancel and rejoin from month to month, so it's like oh, never thought of that. You know, so like. <laughs> You don't get your free trial every time, but it's like, okay, well, I'll join for this month. I'll binge this show, and then I'm going to cancel you. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the next step that people aren't thinking of, you know. But
1: yeah, and they're always and all these kind of subscription services want to get you locked in for a year or whatever it is. Yeah. I, Criterion just launched because um, they were they had something going with a uh, film struck I think it was called I don't know but mm-hmm. they just launched their own um, streaming channel and, and such and I thought for a minute it's like are we gonna end up where it's basically every quote unquote label or studio has their own to <laughs> just show their library and
0: <laughs> which is which <laughs> are license it. If you think like that's a very logical, like okay, now so now everybody's going to have because the Criterion one, you get you get access to every Criterion collection movie like for, in that service. Mm-hmm. For some people, I could see there are some people that would be immensely appealing. You being one of them, right? Like, except for like my whole thing with Criterion
1: is I love I love their library. I love their approach to the like. I don't really want. I don't, that content doesn't interest me to rent, you know, like that, yeah. that's the stuff you want to have a library of. They, they may, and they do a beautiful job of like, they look
0: good. Yeah.
1: Continuity of like the, you know, you line up the spines and, you know, people collect the, they, ha- they list the, when you go on their <clears> website <throat> and stuff, you can look stuff up by spine numbers. Cause I think people probably even nuttier than me are like literally have a library where they're collecting all the numbers and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I, I I I like parts of the streaming thing But for collectability That's not That's definitely not part of it And that seems to me What that that Outfit caters to But uh, It's probably just as easy though too To have Both Like um, I know the Shout Factory folks They have It's not like uh, They have something They have some sort of streaming component And they have exclusive stuff Or you can watch stuff yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's not to say that you can yeah, But in only that world, one and not the other.
0: In that world, Disney played their cards right because it's, it is beneficial. It will be beneficial to subscribe to Disney's streaming service now that they've secured the Fox because you're knocking out, look at all those studios you're getting access to instead of mm-hmm. 18 different streaming services that those studios would have had on their own right whereas we get them all with Disney so I mean oh I uh, didn't even think
1: of it with the uh, because I was going to say it's probably worth Disney just doing their own library in the vault and all that but and that may be the case but you also have I forgot that the Star Wars I always thought of as a Lucasfilm and just Star Wars as its own thing but that was part of 20th Century Fox and so perhaps it just sort of saw how that played out in terms of you know the boon that that was not just for that property, but then now they've got a relationship with, I guess, probably that studio that d- developed into this larger and, merger.
0: And a New Hope, 20th Century Fox always had the rights to. He, that's the one he could never like that. They, they own that movie. They they paid for it. They funded it. So that was the one he was always tied to 20th Century Fox, at least for that one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Oh man! <laughs> do you want to do? A, how are you feeling? Let's do. Let's, you, do, let's <laughs> do a King Corner, and then let's. Rat. I'm. I am. My chest is tightening yeah, up. Fading. Yeah, yeah, I'm fading. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Um. So I'm listening to the Dark Tower. I'm doing. Uh, I was talk, telling Ash last year was the first year, and probably eight years I haven't done the an annual listen to, from start to finish of the Dark Tower books. So. Um, I'm kind of just slowly chipping away at that. Like when I'm walking the dog because that gets me a good, like hour to listen to them. My commute to work is so short that I don't, it doesn't really, we, we pretty much have MSNBC on in the car for our when commute.
1: you're, you're there together. Right. So that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Have just a couple minutes of a book when you're also with your spouse.
0: <laughs> so, uh, that just doing that, um, the uh, only other oh so um reviews the moratorium on on or the the gag rule or whatever for the reviews for the new pet cemetery has been uh, has been lifted the embargo or whatever oh, so oh yeah We're reviews that. for that uh, are, are, have started to come out and i'm i i have tried to avoid everything there uh and i don't know how much i want to it into there's a major there's a major deviation from the book. I think uh, I
1: know what you mean. Just uh, from the trailer, you see it. You know, like uh, the kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the second trailer. Did you watch the second? You see, if you watch the second or third trailer, it's a dead giveaway. Like they've intentionally put it in the trailer so that people weren't surprised by it when they go to see the movie. Um, I think I know
1: what you're talking about, but it depends if you're trying to be. I don't vague care.
0: for me or for others.
1: Oh, for I, you, I don't care, I don't care about no, anybody else.
0: Like no, the, no, like, I don't
1: care. For whatever reason, I'm not. I'm just not into it. Like I, I just saw the other ones. Like yeah, that, and that one just, is
0: and it's fantastic. It's good, yeah. right? Like
1: right, yeah.
0: And it's like yeah. okay, so a major the major deviation is, and when I and I and and I have tried to avoid stuff on this one just because I was so blown away by it. And I feel like we're in this like Stephen King Renaissance right now um, where I just want to go in as blind as possible. That being said, I have really seen a lot of the major stuff that's come out for Pet Cemetery. Um, <clears throat> It looks fantastic, but then the second trailer came out and, with an, Along with an article, like an interview from the directors explaining why they did the trailer and why they gave a point in the trailer. But basically in the book and in the original adaptation of the film uh, uh, of the book, um, the, the way the story goes, it's their three-year-old son who is killed and ultimately revived, who then goes on a killing. This three-year-old goes on a killing spree and essentially kills off everybody that's <laughs> spoilers alert for 30 year old book, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> which you can get your free audio v- book version of by going to audio com slash LWSD read by Michael C. Hall. And so, <clears throat> so terrifying.
1: Palmer couldn't even finish it. <laughs> yeah. It
0: was just so off. It is so off-putting. Like there, there's a, um, there's a section in the Dark Tower series like in an epilogue where he it's um it, it, it's adaptations from his own personal journals to fit into the Dark Tower universe kind of hmm. um but that kind of go across his career and there's one where he's like, "Well, I just finished Pet Cemetery today." There is a novel that'll never see the light of day. And then it goes like <laughs> and then like um, 18 months later, he's taught, he's like, he's like, well, I just saw the first, uh, mock-up of pet cemetery. I can't believe they're publishing that piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> cause it's so horrific. But so in this new one, <clears throat> the major change was, and their justification was that it just looks like a doll when you have a three-year-old trying to uh, fight an adult, because you can't actually have a three-year-old fighting an adult on set so you have to use a doll or a a, a little person um yeah yeah and it just doesn't look right and so they changed the story so that it's the eight-year-old daughter that gets killed and ultimately revived um who then you can have an eight-year-old be imposing and 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 Attack adults and do uh, some of the things that you can't do with a three-year-old. Rightly yeah. so. Yeah, um, I hadn't thought of that. So it, uh, that was their justification, um, but largely the reviews have been have been positive. Have seemed positive. The one I saw, the little like I just looked at the like the italicized paragraph that's at the beginning of the article that's like the too long didn't read Mm -hmm. for it and uh, they even said they were like the third act is wildly different than the original novel Uh, Oh, so um, but I think it's that that it's the daughter instead of the son is what they're getting at so but I'm excited for it it looks great
1: Uh, maybe I'll come around I don't know why I don't know what's what. What's up with me and that stuff? <laughs> I think. Well, I do think with this. Uh, just I have. It's all so new to me. I kind of. Yeah. I saw. I read the book, listened to the book. I mean, and then I saw the movie right after. I saw the documentary about the movie. It's all f- still kind of fresh for me. So to right. like have it immediately like usurped by this this newer one for some reason is I'm resistant to. Well, that. just
0: look at it as. I mean, because you're a completist, so because it's all still so new and so fresh, then just yeah, add it to true. the collection of everything else that you you're like into your pet cemetery schema. You know, don't.
1: Yeah, that's true. I did. Uh, yeah, when I was, I was going through Wes Craven's movies uh, a, a couple of years ago, and um, I was there was newer versions of certain ones, like Last House on the Left. There was a new version yeah. of that. There yep. was a new version of even uh, New Nightmare or whatever. So I. I think I did watch. I just did the. Or maybe The Hills Have Eyes. I tried that one too. I did a couple and then I was like, eh. They were just sort of forgettable. Um, And, and yep. the other one stuck with me more. So I guess if that's the case with this one, yep. it will also be forgettable and not burn <laughs> itself into my brain over top of the other one. It's just.
0: <laughs> it's so hard because it's like that. The cast of that original one is so perfect. And. Like the, the the guy that plays the husband that guy looks like you would expect him to when you listen when you go through the book right like yeah yeah it felt right and I feel like they kind of pegged they got that guy a guy that looks kind of like that guy in this new one like they look very similar oh I see what you mean uh, yeah
1: yeah and I've <laughs> seen that guy in a couple other trailers too he's he must have had a busy year last year yeah, yeah actor. I'm just
0: trying yeah, to look um you're talking
1: to me. Yeah, I'm coming around. Does that comes out soon though, right? April,
0: like, I think.
1: Uh, oh, you know what? It might come out this week. When the bride said, so I have Friday off for kind of no good reason and she's like, "I want to go see Captain Marvel." <laughs> she's so she very. It's a often a joke around here that she'll be like, "You want to go to the movies or whatever and I will kind of find some sort of way to get my way or, yeah. or she'll just intuit the one I really want to go to and then pretend that she wants to go to that too and then after be like ah oh, I really want to see this other one <laughs> it's like why don't you just tell me what you want to say <laughs> so this yeah, time she do, stone. Uh, uh, we do we go
0: through that with Ash because what Ash wants to see is garbage that we, <laughs> what she wants to see is garbage that we could see for cheap at home but not for like $12 a ticket yeah yeah you know um well like i mentioned that's not true i've seen plenty of garbage that we've gone and seen her garbage to at the theater i think
1: i know what you mean though there are certain movies that are suited to like a big screen experience and others that are (coughs) sort of a smaller story that
0: yeah or a theater experience not even like a big screen experience just a theater experience like horror movies in my opinion are way more fun inside a packed theater than an, oh, than yeah. like yeah. a comedy or an action movie inside a packed theater, right? Like, absolutely. Whereas, like a comedy or like a romantic comedy, like, let me just watch that in my PJs at home, cuddled on the couch. That's when it's going to be more fun, anyways, right? Like, yeah. Um, whereas, you know, a horror movie, I want that theater experience. I want it to be dark. I want everybody to jump at the jump scare, you know, like, when you get 150 people that all jump at the same time, like that shit's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: absolutely.
0: So, yeah. Uh, us opens this week. That it, it's not Pet oh, It's us. Okay, which is yeah, the new Jordan like- Peele, who I am slowly chiseling like Michelangelo, like chipping away at Ash, <laughs> like trying to talk her. Because when we first saw the trailer for it, she didn't say anything, right? And so then we saw the trailer again. She didn't say anything for like three days. And then like three days after that, she's like, so I don't think I'm going to be able to go see the new Jordan Peele movie. (laughs) 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 It's like out of the blue. That's hilarious. I'm like, like, babe. Don't you want to see his like, his follow-up to that great and awesome fucking movie? Like you just want to see... If it was a fluke, or if he's actually talented, this is the one that proves if he's talented or not. Like we know he's talented, we know that, but it's like his sophomore film. Like you want to see if if lightning can strike twice, and yeah, th-
1: like Richard Kelly made Donnie Darko, and then he made Southland Tales. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah,
0: right, exactly. Sometimes
1: that happens.
0: So you just want to see his sophomore film. You want to see. And we just watched an interview with him on the Colbert show where he he said he's like, every day I walked onto the set of, um, why can't I think of the name of it? Oh, us? It's uh, no, the, us. His, the, his first one was the... the f- oh, Get Out. Get Out. Duh, shit. He's like, every day I walked on the set of Get Out expecting them to come in and shut me down. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Because, I- And he said, this one all that pressure was off. Like I knew, Mm -hmm. like I could go into the set every day and knew I was going to get to make my, whatever movie I wanted to make because of the success of get out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where they can either sink or swim. It's when they think they're going to get shut down every fucking day. When they think they have to prove themselves every day, they do. And you get awesome shit. Like get out. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. When they come
0: in, like just think mall rats, like from clerks to mall rats, Right. Yeah. Yeah. He like Kevin Smith will say, he's like, I asked for shit just to see if they would give me it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're this fucking guy that like, that's been worked and worked at now, like just think that you're this black guy, Jordan Peele, who has essentially been a sketch comedian up to this point in your career. And then they're giving you, they're letting you write and direct your first movie Right. Like you had to work and scrimp and save to get that kind of trust. And so you're not going to you're not going to use that lightly because you think every day they're coming in to shut me down today. They're going to shut me down today. I have to prove myself today. But that where he said he's like with with us, I got to come in every day knowing that I got to make whatever movie I wanted to make. That's not the kind of attitude that always makes good movies. That 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 gets you episode <laughs> one, right? You like know. that gets you Phantom <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that's when interesting. you yeah. when you
0: walk into the set and you know I can make anything I want to make and nobody's going to tell me anything. You get Jar Jar Binks, right? Like you get. Oh Yeah. Nobody wants that. Nobody that's a great and terrifying that. point.
1: <laughs> as terrifying as the yeah. trailer of that movie.
0: And the and but us does look fucking terrifying, like it. Looks oh yeah, so, it looks so scary.
1: The bride and the bride's not usually like this, but she's like, no. Yeah, I, I think she'll cry. Probably,
0: probably come around, but I think she's just terrified of it. Yeah. So, um, I, I I'm excited <laughs> for it. Like, I love this. Like, it's it's happened over the last like few years that springtime has become this like new time for horror movies like where we get these great horror movies that come out between like february and march february and may Mm -hmm. where what used to be when a movie would come out in that time you're like oh it's shit like they like
1: yeah dumps that's a the the yeah i would always say is like dumped i would i would get kind of mad
0: sometimes because like come on yeah
1: but yeah but it's yeah notoriously uh movies program for that that people did not have high hopes for them
0: but because horror movies even shitty ones tend to make money they've started putting them into this like dry period of the year where we get this like late winter early spring really good horror that has been coming out you know yeah, it, it yeah. came out the, the it the first it came out around that time, like in that time period. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. I think like a quiet place as <clears throat> quiet well. Quiet
0: place came out, get out, came out so fucking early in the year. Remember where we, we, we it was so early in the year. We were like, they're never going to remember this for the Oscar season.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: like, um, and then they did thankfully, but uh, yeah, no. So I, 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 I'm, I know exactly where you're at. This is Pets I don't feel like Pet Cemetery is the Stephen King adaptation that we needed. This Pet Cemetery is the one we needed. I feel like the it the new it adaptation, as scary as the Tim Curry Pennywise is, the rest of that that production did not age well.
1: You know, like Yeah, and I, I actually did watch that one right around the same time. I'm not sure if I saw the new movie or that first yeah. I saw them right around the same time and that didn't have a bad effect on me like I yeah. I saw so I didn't have the I didn't have a you had sort of set me up set expectations for the television da- adaptation Um, I really loved the book the audio book of it was so amazing and the theatrical movie that came out was awesome and it is that is for me all just one thing yeah for, for it that they have they each have their own kind of Magic about them, and so maybe Pet Cemetery can be like that too.
0: And I think Pet—I think that's how Pet Cemetery will end up being. I I mean, yeah, yeah. Herman Munster will always be. Is it Judd Crandall? Is that yeah? yeah, Like, I can't as. And then when you see John Lithgow in those trailers, you're like, yeah, that I I get it. Like that's that could be Judd Crandall. Yeah, that does seem like good casting. You know, but. So, and that's that's how I'm going to reconcile it. Is they'll just be their own things that are all about the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't touch <laughs> the others. All right, you really turn me around on this.
0: Yeah. What <laughs> uh, um, what are you working on right now, King Wise? Are you still working on different seasons? Kinda, yeah. I I
1: just sort of I there's been an awful lot of extreme weather out around here, and I just haven't been in the car as much where we I did. usually listen to books and. Um, yeah, so I, uh, after getting through, I made a point of listening to the body so that we could do the stand by me show, but then I, ha- I still have apt pupil and the, the breathing method, one, the breathing method to go. Um, I also gotten a little mired in the like, uh, creep show it has this amazing, uh, shout factory, uh, release. And I, I, I mentioned, I did kind of a quick just like roll call and pulled up a bunch of like stuff that I have for creep show. And, uh, I, then I got the pet cemetery blue, making a pet cemetery, Blu-ray that itself has commentaries and all this stuff. Holy
0: shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, <that's> crazy. <laughs> um,
1: and, and the thing about Blu-ray content is that like, I can't, I would have to like stream it to a device or something. I can't just like rip it or anything like that or (laughs) capture it or like bring my laptop in the car or something. So I have to be doing something to where I can listen to a commentary and do something else, which is sort of rare. So, um, but then all there's this, all this bonus content. So then there's the, uh, the making of creep show, like feature length documentary. Anyway, so I've been kind of in all that whole thing. Um, but, uh, uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad it came up because I I, there have been times recently in the car where I've been working on some projects, but I didn't have like something I needed to listen to for that, and then I just put on a random podcast. Or now I'll remember. It's like oh I should you know get back different seasons at least.
0: <laughs> well, and App Pupil, I I will admit App Pupil is probably the was the hardest one for me to get through out of the four. It's the one you feel the ickiest listening to. Oh, like it's gross. not yeah. Uh, I won't I mean it'll spoil things if I even try to give a synopsis on it but it, it is <laughs> it is like it's the one that by the time it's over you just don't you just are just like Egh. yeah
1: I have a vague memory of the the movie and I didn't see the movie of course but I you know with worked in video stores at the time it came out so I can kind of picture the box art and probably saw previews back at that time. Oh, the other thing I was spending time with uh, behind the scenes and commentaries and stuff was the Stand by Me Blu-ray that that we have as as um, well, well. Palmer got an extra copy, um, and yep. when when we hit the one hundred subscribers on YouTube, that's going to be part of some sort of gift basket. Yeah. So if you have not already, um, if you are already subscribed to us and watching us on YouTube, great. But if you are if you are listening to this as a podcast or came across the video for some reason on its own, please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Search Long Walk Short Drink on YouTube. Subscribe and click the bell. Once we hit that 100 mark, we'll be able to uh, stop bothering you about this. And whoever it is that puts us over the top, we'll get the, the stand by me Blu-ray, which I was starting to say is, has great stuff. Um, I I wish I had at least watched that behind the scenes, uh, do, like 30 minute documentary, because there's so many of the things that we talked about that would have been enriched by what I learned from that. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. yeah, like cool, really cool. stuff. not a lot of which hmm. I can remember offhand, but, uh, yeah, that, that I mean, if you were just going to, like, there's two commentaries, one with grown-up Corey Feldman and Will Whedon and uh, Rob Reiner that's got, like, a video component in an introduction that happened just very recently. Yeah. And then the other one would have been, uh, I'm not sure. It's just Rob, Rob Reiner, though. Um, so I've only listened to the Rob Reiner solo so far. But I would say the majority of the information that I gleaned from that, that I found so interesting, that it enriched my appreciation for the movie, is also in the that shorter documentary. So that like, summer stand by me half hour thing, I would definitely recommend to you. Awesome. Uh, but anyway, so my that my Stephen King has kind of been uh, limited in general, but also confined to these are like pre existing stories that I'm just kind of fleshing out with all this supplementary material.
0: Um, yeah, I have, i have my only other stephen king thing i have is this th- thing that i bought right here
1: yes i was gonna yeah transition back to that because you had sent me this text this uh, is breathtaking
0: so i saw this on a stephen king on the stephen king subreddit on reddit uh, somebody had ordered this and <clears throat> usually if when you see those things that's the same way i got the dark tower art uh there's a link down somewhere in the comments that will link to whatever that thing is and sure enough there was a link to this um which we'll tweet this out it's on Redbubble, uh but it's a duvet cover that looks like stephen king's book covers
1: um and can can you look full screen on that i'm seeing the comments too and so it's like a smaller oh here we go how's that yeah that's a little better yeah oh Uh, man that's beautiful
0: overwhelming (laughs) It is, and I mean, and it repeats, and it's definitely not all of his books, but there's there's some really deep cuts in there. There's like Cycle of the Werewolf is in there, uh, oh yeah, which uh, I'm you, I'm sure you would dig if you have not gone through Cycle of the Werewolf. Is uh, that a,
1: a short story or a comic series? It's a, what it's is a
0: collection that? of short stories that are all? Um, I I think they're around the like phases of the moon but they're all little short stories that all are about werewolves in some oh, way i would fucking love that um, See, that's the
1: other thing too i realized i see the mist on there so i have yeah. got a stephen king collection thing one of which has the movie silver bullet which i think is the film representation of that cycle of the werewolf
0: there collection. so one of the stories in cycle of the werewolf is the foundation for silver bullet oh, yes. okay yeah yeah
1: and i came across a decent dvd version with commentary of the mist which i realized it's actually even further back that i somehow skipped over yeah so i've been meaning to get back to to that and then do this cycle of the werewolf so but that's what i guess is um
0: coming up for me there's rages on there and um i'm trying to see this is 1408 uh, the stand of course there's under the dome and like the covers are from a variety of time periods like this is not I don't think this is the original cover for 1408 Um, but like the rest of them it does they do look pretty good yeah a lot
1: of them are period like there because the, I recognize that from because what I try to find online so I'm seeing like the long walk and rage uh, the stand Cujo Rose
0: Matter Rose Red uh here's the shining.
1: Yeah, like those are all everything I'm seeing and recognize is the sort of period accurate. Though
0: the stand is the kind of updated stand. Yeah.
1: But even that's like yep. still 1990 or
0: whatever. Yep. And uh there's Carrie and Cujo. So uh but it is it it's it's fantastic. It's a little overwhelming when you for when we first opened it up. Uh because it's a king size because we got a new bed too. <laughs> Just, uh... Yeah, hey. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh so I can come back to come back to this. Uh but yeah, it um shit is it fantastic. So I i convinced that we, we knew when we got our taxes back that we wanted to get a new bed. So um we got this amazing bed and luckily our 19 year old neighbor was able to come in. We could not get it up the stairs because our house was built in like 1900. And so to try to get a king size bed uh, around the bend was no problem. It was getting it to fit between just in the opening of the stairs. It was like, once we got past that, then it was fine because the ceiling opened up, but Hmm. yeah, that was fun. (laughs) But, uh, She's like, okay, we, well, we're going to get this bed. I'm like, well, if we're getting this bed, then I want to get that Stephen King duvet cover. And my <laughs> my my selling point was that let, let's redecorate the bedroom in like a literary theme. So we'll like all oh. of our favorite kinds of books and stuff will uh, like all around the room. So she's like, oh, I really like that idea. That's great. So I can't imagine what kind of books I'm going to have to <laughs> like put up there that she likes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 about all I got for King Corner. Um, that yeah, that's so cool. Uh, I uh yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's something to be jealous about. It's uh, we're grown men talking about. Do you know what a duvet is? <laughs> yeah guys like us should not know what a duvet is is. it's a blanket man it's just a blanket (laughs) guys like us should know what a duvet is Uh, Uh, yeah that was the first
1: thing I thought when I saw the the word duvet in the text (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: oh shit so so yeah so that's me just being sicky McSickerson um as dave mentioned here's the stand by me it's still sitting here copy sealed unopened for the 100th subscriber i don't know are we able to see we should we should probably check to make sure that we can see our subscribers as they subscribe maybe we'll have like a drawing of of our hundred subscribers maybe we'll have a contest or whatever some some way that we could do that uh
1: I uh, I think you can see, like you can go to subscribers, but I believe people as YouTube users can elect to be seen or not seen. Oh, okay, I, think it's I see. It's up what to you're the saying. user. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, so that, I there's yeah, some way we're helpful. gonna make sure that some listener, some subscriber gets this along with a bunch of other Long Walk short drink goodies. Um, once we hit our 100 mark, so. As, there. as Dave said, if you are listening to this um, through Apple Podcasts, um, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, any of those other podcasting apps, Google Play Music, do us a favor. You're probably already subscribed on that platform. Leave us a comment or a review on that platform. That would be great. And then while you're doing that, head over to our YouTube channel, Subscribe for us over on YouTube so that we can hit that 100, 100 subscriber mark to get our unique URL. Uh, we're really a dual show. We do the live recording. Dave keeps the video portion of the that recording in for when the episode goes up on YouTube. What you're listening to on the podcast episode is just the audio removed from that video portion to put out as the podcast. Uh, but we do a pretty big video counterpart on YouTube as well. So subscribe over there so we can get the unique URL. Head over to Twitter, follow us at LWSD Pod. Head to trial.com slash LWSD to download your free to start your free audiobook trial and get your first free audiobook on us. Uh, you can download the new version of Pet Cemetery read by Michael C. Hall. You can download um, different seasons, uh, read by the great, late great Frank Muller. You can download what else have we talked about? Um the Mist, The Stand, all these books we've mentioned mm-hmm. before that are great audio versions. Um, I think that's it. Did I hit everything? Yeah, that's
1: well said. Well yeah. Said. You got anything else, buddy? No, no. I, um, I'm i going to take my Tylenol <laughs> PM and hopefully feel better enough to
0: fall yeah. asleep. Oh, <laughs> I hope so, buddy. Oh man! All right, All right. I'm gonna get off here. I'm gonna go hang out with the wife for a little bit and hit the bed before going to work. So exciting stuff! Oh yeah! yeah. I,
1: I certainly hope uh, well, you you start to you feel better and kind of
0: yeah. Hopefully no i over this flu shit. So yeah. All More right, man. The fuck the flu! Fuck flu! <laughs> fuck vine, bitch! That's one, that's one of my favorite <laughs> vines. Have you ever seen that vine? No. Oh. My teeth. Oh, we got to, oh. I, geez, I wouldn't shit. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike. Uh, yeah. We gotta watch that, Vine. It I, I
1: wanna see it. <laughs> yeah. The...
0: <laughs> Say hi, Vine. Fuck Vine, bitch. And <laughs> I, I, I like trash too. As much fun as I make fun of Ash, I love me some trash. Cause this, oh, is, like like little, this is like a little this is like a little kid saying it. Oh man! All right, hang, hang on. Let me get to say, "Hey, Vine." Have fun. Vine, Say, "Hey, Vine." Have hey, Fuck the <laughs> 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 Fuck Vine, bitch. Man, little kids swearing.
1: I, I tell know.
0: You, it's... it's irresistible. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Gosh. I totally, what's that character on Modern Family? He's like, white rappers and small children swearing. Those are my lack weaknesses. Because <laughs> uh, it's the episode where their daughter, she, just, she keeps saying fuck because she oh, thinks he's yes. depressed. You know what yeah. I'm talking about?
1: Yes, I do. So she'll
0: just drop <laughs> F-bombs just to make him laugh. Oh, man. Kid swearing is the best. The absolute. Fuck Vine, bitch. If she knew how to say it, like she says it like, like you're like, all right. All right. right. We'll talk about Facebook. You're right. Vine sucks. (laughs) Shit. Over. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Crazy. I feel like I'm just now warming up and we're signing off. (laughs) All right. I'm going to get off here. All right. Do you good feel to better, buddy? You yep. Take as your, always, take your yeah, time. Felt, off PM.
1: Yes, I felt much better during this time. So good deal. Thanks
0: for that. <laughs> yep. I'm welcome back from New York. Uh, Freshen up the bride for us, and uh, we you. will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Thanks for mind. watching, everybody. Love yes, you guys. Thanks
1: for joining us, guys.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Cheers.
2: Fuck Vine, bitch!